Hey everyone, uh, welcome back uh, to another bonus episode. Uh, this is our second interview bonus episode, and I'm joined today by Nikolai from the Penance RPG podcast. Uh, how's it going, man? Hi, oh, not bad, not bad. How's yourself? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Um, we are uh, a little bit. No, I, don't, I was going to say it. I don't want to edit this. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to edit this off. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. That's the whole point of these bonus episodes is that, you know, minimal I'll have to be more careful what I say there. No, fuck, okay. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't know what I was going to say. I was, it was my normal manner of being like, I'm good, but, you know, but <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on holiday. I'm off work um, for another week or so. So it's a lot of chilling out and trying not to stress about podcasts and stuff. <laughs> but it's all good. Detox week. Yeah, a little bit, although um, that's mainly because I've run out of Call of Cthulhu that we've got recorded. So I know I've got uh, a couple of stressful days coming up where we're recording in about a week or so. Um, and uh, then I've got a gap of about three days to put together an episode from whatever we record on the weekend. <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah, no stress, no stress. But... Three days, that'll be fine. <laughs> uh, and it, that, that's going up a week after this episode, the, the interview goes up. So that's fine. Oh, Christ. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> Yeah. Um now we've uh, we we've uh, we've known each other for a little while, now, haven't we? Um yep. about a year or so. Um Yeah, we first of all I think met when we were doing the Dragon Meet twenty seventeen where uh, I had been signed up to do a DM session that I didn't even realise I was meant to do until two weeks before the <laughs> a couple of weeks before Dragon yeah. Meet and then I had to panically book a train to London. It was a little bit before that, though, wasn't it? I mean, that was the first time we met in person, but... Like, oh, yeah. It was, the first um, I think before that... Was the DM Summit before yeah, that? Yeah, it was the uh, D20 Summit. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Which, the, the short-lived uh, project, <laughs> but... I still... Yeah, no, I, yeah no, we, we, we met some good people through that, I think, was the... Yeah, yeah, at least yeah. We, the, got, uh, we got good contacts over that. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if that's still online. I mean, we put... We recorded two episodes... We recorded two. One never reached the light of day because we were waiting on something. I don't really remember who it was. Oh, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, we were waiting for like an extra little bit. But I did edit it and I did send it to... I can't remember who was uploading them on the feed at that time, whether it was Thane or whatever. But I know I spent hours did, editing it and it never went anywhere. Who was it paid for the hosting for that? I think it was Kai from uh, Wizard on the Wind. Okay. Because I just remember someone saying, I'll pay for the hostage and everyone could chip in. Or buy me a drink at Dragon Meat or something like that, and I was like, "Yeah, cool, man. I'll meet you at Dragon Meat." And then I don't think I ever did. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I was, it just yeah. it folded something chronic. It was, it was a shame because I think it was a good idea to sort of have a, a sort of meeting of um, a, an audio meeting of, of various DMs and players. You know, yeah, once a month, I think was a good plan. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I remember. I remember um, there was like anyone wanted to submit some, some questions, and I remember I. Been like 55 hours just like writing random questions <laughs> and submitting them and everyone's like yeah those ones are good the rest are crap like, yeah. i vaguely remember the um <laughs> the, the whole question thing because i feel like it was sort of the question was raised of like okay so what are we going to talk about and then like i went to bed or something i got up the next day and it was it was you <laughs> submitted yeah. like five separate sheets of questions and i was like yeah well, that I, pretty I much covers everything um, if you ask me to 
go and research and come up with ideas, I will come up with lots of weird and wonderful ideas. Yeah. Um, but the problem is no one else submitted anything. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to, but then I kind of looked at it and I was like, well, this is kind of... <laughs> you've kind of covered everything that I was going to say, yeah, really. Um, and it was like five episodes worth of different topics and things, which was, you know, it was mm. good. It had a set up well on that, but like I say, it's just a real shame. Um, yeah, I didn't it was a shame it fell through, but, you know, maybe maybe future we can... Yeah, we I've still got that fire. episode too. We could okay. uh, we could put it out. Should as a five years episode. later. Yeah, <laughs> where are they now? I think at least half the podcasts from it are dead. So yeah, the uh, the server's still active though. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> whoever's still active, you know, it just might well, just be me and you talking. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, no, that was kind of where we first started talking, wasn't it? And then after that, it was kind of a general sort of general chatting, and then uh, then we were all at Dragon Meet together. Um, yeah, it was um, Dragon Meat, and then did a one shot of Dragon Meat, and then I think the next time I spoke to you properly after that was I was going to run Curse for the group, Curse of Strad, sorry, an adaptation of Curse of Strad, yeah, for the group that we did the, the one shot with, mm. the Dragon Meat. That was it, wasn't uh, it? Because originally Jason uh, from my pod yeah. was going to be, it was part be of Jason, of- Jason from your pod, the two girls from Lore Maidens, uh, Karina. You and Belry. Mm. I do remember and, it, at um, least well, even with with when we had the cursed cast put together, you'd um, Karina was on the original episode zero mm. of that, wasn't she? Sort of. With yeah, she character. got her. Na- she even got her name recorded in the outro. Yeah, and then I had to contact Lenida and say, uh, "Sorry, dude, she's pulled out." And he was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" <laughs> <laughs> I think these things the happen there. You know. her name in it, and he's like, "I'm like, sorry, man." And he's like, "Ah." <laughs> the perils of putting together a podcast um yeah but yeah no, and then we did how long did we do curse for it must have been six months right oh well curse yeah i think it was six months curse lasted it was um eight it was 18 episodes originally and then we did a couple of weird like what did you think of each episode and we talked about it there was a couple of them uh, because there was like a part one and part two and then yeah then yeah. i think oh, it was 23 episodes but that does include two episodes of literally all the bits I cut out of the tangents I cut out and everything, which I didn't realise I would have almost two two hour episodes worth of tangents. That's a lot of tangents. It's <laughs> in the final <laughs> like, bonus episode. How how much of a percentage of that was Bowery? And most of it was Matt actually. Uh. Most of it was Matt and his um his things like I did like when we did the the mic checks and it was like what? What uh, your favorite podcast was in a podcast? Oh yeah, the, those mic checks. We had like half hour mic checks, which is <laughs> yeah, they were meant to be five minutes of just like, like what's going to happen, and then they ended up being this bizarre bonus content. They ended up saving and then just put them all out at the end. <laughs> I mean, I I enjoy them. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> it was one of those things where I was just like a, a couple of times like. Um, I'll be there and I'll be like, guys, can we just, can we play the game? <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. The, the, the tan- usually a tangent with Bill Ray is something related to something whimsical that's happened to him. And it, yeah, and he's and the king will, of the... It'll um, be something like today he bought some shoes and they were the wrong colour. And so he went to the back and then this huge elaborate story will just spin <laughs> from how he bumped into someone trying to buy shoes and you'll just be like... He's the king of the story that starts with something like fairly, you know, mundane and that, and then it just it never ends where you think it's going to go. Oh yeah, <laughs> or it's so it has such a flat ending that you just have to laugh. <laughs> um, 
So while we're on Curse of Strahd then, I mean, yeah. I feel like we're going to jump around a little bit. Um, I should probably say, as with uh, uh, listeners will know with our um, our previous interview with uh, Alexa of Dead Horse Podcast, this isn't exactly going to be a, <laughs> or, you know, what you'd call a, a formal interview. It's, uh, it's more of a kind of casual chat about gaming and podcasting and stuff. But um, So we're going to jump around. That's my excuse for not starting at the beginning and stuff. Um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, while we're on Curse, then so um, obviously Curse was a as an adaptation of um, Curse of Strahd. Yeah. Sort of what, what what gave you the idea of running like a D and D module and um, um, kind of adapting basically it? Basically, it just started that uh, I joked to someone that what if I bought this book and then rewrote it in a different way, so it actually made sense because all I'd heard from people is that Strahd is this sort of elaborate storytelling method and I was just like, well maybe I'll get it and have a read of it. Mm. And I remember reading it and it was things like there's fog and the fog can do this and do that. And I remember posting on Twitter about it saying this is a load of bullshit. <laughs> and people people calling me out saying, well you know, if you're not going to respect the source material and I was like just well, taking maybe stands. I just the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's just me. I'm, I, I, I like taking stories and uh, retelling them in in a different way, in a sort of more um, character-based way, in a more like it should be the hero's tale. It should the world around them should shift and move with them. It shouldn't be the world around is rigid and then they move. If you know what I mean, it should always just be like, what do you see from their perspective? Yeah, which is why the version of Curse of Strad we did is much more like it's it's much closer to. What do the heroes experience? Like you experience, for example, like you, the things you see, like for example, even the end battle with Strad, where it's just like you fight a giant swan <laughs> rather yeah. than Strad, because you're just lowly, you're just lowly uh, of nobodies. You don't matter. I and would say spoilers, but all the way through the book, it's like <laughs> you're meant to be these like magic heroes that Strad knows all about and watches all this and that. But you arrived in a prison cart in mm. my version. So it's like you are nobodies. You've broken out. You're still nobody's. You you go through, and you're still just these ragtag group of people. You don't matter in the like world effect. The longer it goes on, you know what I mean. It's like you're still just this random band of people. Yeah. And even though it goes through, and you start like taking down things and doing things, and shit happens, it's much more about your story. And even though you're impacting all of this weird fucking shit that happens in Curse of Strad. <laughs> it, it did always get strange. Felt like your story. strange. <laughs> yeah, but but always felt like your story. It never felt um, it never felt like this is the tale of Barovia and these are the heroes within it. It felt like this is the tale of the heroes and Barovia is just the backdrop. Mm. I mean, um, hero is a strong word when it came to our party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Though. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I know what I mean. You, you always felt like everyday adventurers, and that's what I always like about it. That's my sort of storytelling style, is I prefer, I will tell the tale of these heroes, and then their reactions will shift mm. happens next, rather than this is the world, and this is just little bits, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it was a bit of a... Um... A bit of a sort of change of pace then from because how many episodes of the original um pennant <laughs> series were there's like 75 episodes or something right yeah we had 75 of that series of that which was um entirely homebrew yeah um, so it's a bit of a change to go from you know all homebrew to i mean like you say you 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 know Strahd was adapted you made it your own kind yeah, of thing well but to sort of go well, from 
something that was entirely your own to like, okay, we're basing this on a, you know, yeah, a pre-written it's, book. It's, it's kind of what we're, we always do, really. I mean, Pencil RPG came about uh, literally because we were um, we were all gamers and we used to all play World of Warcraft together and we were in a guild called Penance. And um, we, while one of the raids was lasting a really long time, we were all kind of bored, we decided that we would do some RPG online mm-hmm. together. Uh, the problem was half of us didn't have enough money to buy any books. So I came up, I built this simple RPG engine and it required no books, nothing. All it required is you just to be on and then go from there. And we found a dice bot because none of us trusted Graham, to be honest with his roles. <laughs> Uh, genuinely, that's the reason why we all just did. No, I mean, that's, 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 a, that's a good enough reason to. Um, you know, if everyone can see the dice, none of us Graham because it's Graham. <laughs> um, so we built this, and then it, we did. Uh, I think it was twenty episodes before we thought about doing it as a podcast. We oh, just so recorded n- it. no recordings of those at all or anything. Well, we, well, we recorded them, but oh, the okay. first twenty episodes of Pencil RPG are you. They're weird because they were literally just meant to amuse the folk in the guild. They weren't meant to be released. Mm. They were meant to just be this, fuck it, let's record it, let's have a laugh doing it, and if anyone else is enjoying listening, because some people were saying that I'd really like to hear it, but I don't want to take part. Yeah, so you, what, you recorded it and then put it up on like a on Google Drive or whatever, just, yeah, for, we, the, just for the... We, we were um, going to put it up on... Guild. Originally the plan was to put it up on Facebook, but then we realised Facebook has a limitation of how much size of file you can put up, so we're like, fuck it, we'll just put it in G-Drive. Yeah. So, we put it on a G-Drive, and then folk were reeling into it, and then we got to episode 20. And it was episode 20 went went up, and a lot of folk were saying, yeah, I really actually enjoy what you do, and we were like, we should, Ellie was, Ellie kind of was like, oh, we should do this as a podcast. And I wasn't sure what, why we should do it as a podcast, because I didn't, I was like, yeah, it's entertaining, but anyone actually want to fucking listen to what we do <laughs> um, and how it was meant to work was I was meant to do just the writing and DMing and that would be it and she would do the music and the editing Yeah. and full disclosure Ellie has long since the part of the podcast so that's mm. my I think listeners will know oh. that well listeners yeah. to, to penance will know that yeah. that's, that's um, been a while but Ellie lasted about 10 episodes and I began to help with the editing and then after, I think when we really, we started in like February, I think it was in 2017, and then that went fine. And then I think it was just the turn of last year, the start of 2018, well December 2017, start of 2018, that um, Ellie decided that she had unique commitments and she couldn't basically commit anymore. Yeah. So I'd gone from just DMing to I was pretty much doing most of the base edit. Mm. And because Ellie, I knew Ellie would have to leave to go to uni at some point. So Ellie eventually left and went back to uni and she completely left the podcast. And I ended up doing all the editing. And it felt, when we got to the end of episode 75, it felt this is a point that we can stop. Yeah. Because we were doing uh, a mini series of like 15 episodes each, which had a, an arcing a story arc and stuff like that. It's a kind of like a sort of season sort of thing. Yeah. But when it got to the end, Ellie had been, I think Ellie was episode 60-ish. She was in the first couple of episodes. And then when it got to the end of 75, it's like, you know what, let's start something new. Yeah. 
because um, Ellie's not going to be part of it anymore, and it's like a sort of closing that and reopening, starting something new and fresh, rather than having to have something that's still got two or three people that were not really going to be able to commit to time, and mm. it felt better to start a new project than to keep going with that. Yeah, and uh, so that is a good time to sort of... Um... I say, kind of reform. Uh, I don't know. That's not the word. You know what I mean, though. But sort of like, yeah, okay, yeah. we're going to carry on, but we're going to tweak it. We're going to change the cast. We're going to change the format a little bit. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I, at that point, I'd been doing because I'm a lunatic. I had been <laughs> writing and editing uh, original Penance RPG and Curse, and recording two episodes and editing two episodes a week. Yeah, that's that, that's, crazy a, that's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, and when when we finished that one, uh, Bell Ray did a six episode series of um, Call of Cthulhu, which he wrote himself, and he was really happy with, even though he'd only written five episodes and he had to panically write the sixth like, on the day. <laughs> hey, look, as, as someone who's running Call of Cthulhu at the moment, I'm very much um, <laughs> sympathetic with the whole like you're on the front of the train trying to lay track as, <laughs> yeah. as you um, go. Um, hopefully that doesn't come across too much in the, <laughs> that might be a bit too much of a peek behind the curtain of, of our current Call of Cthulhu series but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I, I learned a lot from the original series of Penance I mean I don't go wrong I learned to I learned to fucking edit very quickly because I had to because yeah. I, I like this is going to sound bad to Ellie doesn't mean to but literally Ellie told me a week before she was leaving that she was gone so I had a week to learn how to edit. The real quick sort of like, oh, by the Which way, is, now uh, you have to do everything. Yeah, you, sort of. You learn quickly when you you know get shoved in the deep end. Mm. <laughs> um, but I learned a lot from the original series because the first couple of seasons were literally just I'll write something like a few days before. It'll probably be a one shot kind of thing, but it'll be weird story and it'll tick on everything. And then we got to season sort of mini season four, I think it was, and I'd written this bizarre arc for the entire series and. Although I felt it was okay, it went okay. I felt that it was, it didn't work as a, it didn't feel as Penis RPG should. It felt a bit too story heavy and rigid. Right. A bit so, too based on like what's happening rather than who's yeah, involved. Yeah, it was a bit too trying to keep the story ticking rather than let them be their usual anarchic selves. So, <laughs> yeah. When we started season five, I tried to go back to a bit more of that. But yeah, I mean, well, I this said, is the thing you kind of, you learn as you go, and I think over over like a seventy five episode run, I mean, yeah. you, you're gonna get better at certain things and realize like what works and what doesn't work. And I mean, where are we yeah. now? We're, I mean, we'll be coming up on two years of pretending with dice in May. Yeah, end of May, and like we're still at the moment. I mean, <laughs> look at my calendar. We won't have hit seventy five episodes of story episodes at that point. Um, yeah. I mean, we we'll probably have. I mean, since I've started doing these these bonus episodes, we are now weekly, um, which hopefully our listeners are enjoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, just the, the pace you were putting stuff out was, I mean, like you said, you were putting weekly episodes up, and then at a certain yeah. point it was Curse as well. Yeah, we're, doing bi- we're still doing bi-weekly because we're, we're about to start going bi-weekly again because mm. we've got a best which will come to shortly, I'm sure. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get yeah. to that, I think. But, um, um, the, the big thing is that I'm... I'm crazed insomniac, so I I literally will go. I can't sleep. Give me a project to work on, and I've got quite a high work ethic. So I'm like, I will do two edits a week, and it will practically kill me. But I I enjoy doing it. Like I I will honestly say, and 
If anyone has ever asked me, they will know this. I hate editing. <laughs> I, I hate know, yeah, you've you've not been shy about that sometimes. I, it's been a it's been a, it's a blunt honesty. I hate editing. Editing's the worst thing I have to do. But if I have to spend like 20, 30, 40 hours a week, fifty hours a week, sixty hours a week editing to get it to the stage and the sort of thing I'm happy with, yeah, then I have to do it. As much as it would drive me fucking insane. <laughs> I mean, your episodes uh, are long as well. They're, you got, they're, I mean, when we record, I mean, because we didn't, obviously, we did Curse and then I was, I was in Plum. Oh, well, I'm still in Plummet. Um, yeah. That's, that that sounded weirdly like I was making some kind of announcement there. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this is a way to tell me. It's this a fucking a, way to tell a, me. This man. is a really <laughs> long way round to tell you I want my Mondays back. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm there. So we did curse, and now I'm on the plummet cast as well. Um, hmm. I mean, our recording sessions are, you know, it's, you know, you go minimum two hours each time for one oh, episode. Yeah. I mean, again, a peek behind the pretending with dice curtain. We'll play for like two, three hours, and then I'll make multiple episodes out of that. You know, so it's it, and then you're, yeah. you're doing that twice a week. It's yeah, I mean, <laughs> there was, there was times well, no, a lot of work. The times of the parents' episodes would be like two and a half hours. I think the worst parents' episode we ever recorded was three hours long, and it cut down to like two and a bit. Well, we were, I remember the um with the well, it was the final one that you put up of the Halloween project, but it was uh, it was like oh, the pilot, yeah. wasn't it? And that recording session was like three, oh, three and a half I'll tell hours. You, the worst recording session, we, well, not recording, but worst editing session we ever did, because I'm a fucking lunatic, and I, I part of me regrets the fact that I agreed to do this. We out of the blue. Someone approached us and said, "Hey, can you can you do a you want to do a one shot because we're on Kickstarter?" And we went, "Yeah, because seriously, if you come to us and say, do you want to do us? Do you want to we run a one shot? Would you be interested? We'd love to do it because we always do because we're really up for all that kind of shit." So yeah, and once our cast are running thing, please just let us know. Um, <laughs> but they came to us and they said, "Hey, can you um, would you be interested in doing a, a one shot?" We went, "Yeah." Went and they're like, "Oh, well, we can do." your monday recording slot if you're free because we told them when we did it and they went we went all right okay cool it lasted five hours i mean that's a long recording session in anyone's yeah, book because and the problem is like it was it was still it was like one o'clock in the morning and he was still doing the story and we we're like we're all fucked <laughs> we're used to like recording for like two and a half hours if that yeah, this is like hit four, and it's still going. And you could feel everyone around in the recordings a bit kind of like, I don't care. I want to see the end of this story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was really really enjoyable. Don't go wrong. We love doing it. Mm. But we didn't know how long it was going to be because we thought it was going to be like a three hour window. It's not. It was a lot longer. Um, so it got to the end of this five hour recording, and I think it was things like five and a half five five fifteen or five and a half hours in the end Jeez, like um, as you know my my editing brain is like <laughs> you're giving yeah, me anxiety right, so, from <laughs> a five so and a half this. hour recording that needs editing is yeah, like so we got we got we got this done right and i was sitting there afterwards just going like all right i'm exhausted and i'm like how long are you on kickstarter for i think at this point i think he was like it was either 14 days or Halfway it wasn't, it wasn't much longer than a week and I'm like right so if I want if you guys want this to give you much promotion I need to get this done in like the next few days right okay and I got it edited for that Sunday <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was literally the longest slog of an episode I've ever I think I was editing an episode of fucking curse at the same time <laughs> oh man because <laughs> I have insane um, but yeah, we got it done and got it up, um, and it went down really well. A lot of people really enjoyed it. Mm. 
and um, the Kickstarter was really successful and you know all the best for it and open, but it was just I don't think it's just the combination of none of us were ready for how long it was going to be. Yeah, and then I wasn't ready for how long the edit was going to be, and oh, it was just hard. Week. So, so lesson learned there about maybe at the start of those things going like putting like oh, a hard out on it or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the other problem is that you're in a group with Belry. Oh yeah, so tangents happen, and Belry will get sidetracked by the simplest of thing, and then ev- and then I'll join him, and then everyone else will be like. We don't know if where you're going is relevant, so we'll <laughs> kind of come with you, but be very prepared to run the other way. <laughs> and you're just like, oh no. Yeah. And uh, you can just hear in this guy's voice, just like, well, I've got this, it's like when we were at Dragon Meet, we ran that one, that one shot with um, the guy from D&Dice. Oh and yeah, no, and we were like, all naked because we'd all travelled all day. We don't want to be this tired, we're sorry, but <laughs> why is it still going? I mean, that was like, well, we should tell the whole story on that. So, uh, yeah, no, we, we obviously went back to Dragon Meat for a second year, uh, just, uh, well, a couple of months ago. And um, I think we were, we were all pretty tired, right? But, like, you guys had the, well, Amy had the furthest to come, but she flew, so I guess, you know, yeah, a little easier than cool. six hours on a train well, or whatever. So we got down there, and then we recorded the final, 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 final episode of Curse. Oh, yeah, I, got, I forgot <laughs> we, we went... We we did two games that night, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did the because we decided that because um, we put Curse to bed several times and it kept yeah. getting back up. It was like that's the um, end, but, and then we're going to do these extra bits, and then we're going to actually do another bit. <laughs> yeah, but we, what what we decided to do in the end was because well, we thought everyone was going to be there at Dragon Meet um, at the end of the year. I was like, well, how about if we do a sort of I think it was fifteen years later? I said. It was something like that. It was a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a certain number of years after the effects of Curse and like what had happened to Barovia, just so we get some sort of like after effect closure so we can go, right, everything's done, door's shut, it's done. Mm. And um, what happened was we recorded the first episode of these and it was really good. It was really fun to have everyone back again for, for one session. And then uh, on the day, oh, sorry, a week before, Matt told us that he couldn't make it. It double booked or something, hadn't he? He double booked himself yeah. to go to a spa. Yeah. To, uh, you know, rest up before. Was it rest up before his wedding? His it wedding was, like, it was something to do with his wedding. It was like a sort of. Yeah. I think they'd been given like. A, I mean, this isn't relevant really to the story. But <laughs> <laughs> it got some anyway. spa package or something, I think. Yeah, he was, he was so happy about a spa package, but they counted it. So we didn't get a map. And then we turned up on the day. And the problem was, we turned up on the day and we just. Like, me and Dragon had just come down from Glasgow, so we'd taken this, like, eight-hour train journey, which was ludicrous. Yeah. Amy had, Amy had flown down, but been stuck under delays trying to get out of the airport. Well, that's, that's going to happen if you go to Luton. Uh, you turned up fine, I think. Oh, yeah, you were no, I'm, I'm, my train journey was less than two hours, and I just walked into the hotel. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alexa was fine. She turned up confused to all hell. Um, Belray... Bellary had promised me he would be there for like five o'clock recording. So your plan originally was do a five o'clock recording. Everyone's done it. Everyone can sort of go and do their own thing. We can have maybe an hour or two off and then um, we can do anything we want to do in the evening. But Bellary got delayed. Oh, yeah. And not, <laughs> mainly because he couldn't be fucked getting up. Um, and then he was like, I'll just get a train on the day. And he ended up being, was it five hours late? It was that? something like that. Like, we were originally meant to record at five and we started about eight or something. Yeah, it was something ridiculous like that. 
Um, but yeah, that was that. And then uh, we got a message um, a couple of days before Dragon Mate from the folk who sponsor us, which is um, Dean Dice. Feel free to are, plug. Oh yeah, Dean Dice, fantastic dice. You know, dice for all types of heroes. Um, even though we made up that tagline. <laughs> Fuck it, it works. Hey, nothing wrong with um, a good tagline. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we made that up for the plummet. Yeah, we made that for plummet, but it's a great tagline. You should, they should totally use it. Um, but yeah, uh, we got contacted by Dean Dice and just said um, from, from Grady, Dean Dice, who just said, "Hey man, I'm coming down. Uh, what you guys do in the evening? Do you want to run some D and D?" And we went, "Fucking hey." Um, so they turned up, we helped them get stuff set up, and then he was like, yeah, we'll go and do that. But the problem is, everyone, because they've been waiting around for Bellray, was really fucking tired by the time the evening recording came around. We, yeah, I mean, I think it must have been 10 o'clock at least by the time we started D&D. Yeah. And as I said, I think everyone expected it to be like a like two-hour, three-hour thing. Yeah, just a fairly quick it's one to like, I think it got to one in the morning and he started taking minis out and we were just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, we hadn't, like, we, we'd, <laughs> no, we'd just spent, like, an hour with minis on the table on this on this map and that, and then it was, like, a puzzle room or whatever and characters oh, were dying and then he was like, well, we haven't, we've, we've got another map yet to do. <laughs> and I, All I remember from that was... Bellary was obsessed by drinking tequila sunrise. Oh, he had a lot of them. He had so many of them, and people kept coming up to talk to me. Don't get me wrong, it look they look nice, but like <laughs> we're in like the middle the of a game where we're from all like shattered. D twenty future show came up to talk to me, and I was like, kept getting distracted by what was going on. And every time I turned around, Bellary would left them in another tangent. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, okay. I think the mistake was made was playing D anD D in the bar. I think we can all agree. <laughs> It was loud and there was alcohol right there. Mm. Um, and we were all, like, it wasn't like we were on a round table. We were all kind of along like a, I don't know, along I don't think it helped. Table, yeah. But I mean, there I was, was nothing right else to be done. I couldn't hear what was going on half the time. Yeah. It was fun though. It was good. I, I was, um, oh, I had a laugh. Um, it was great fun. I, I really enjoyed doing it. I just really wish we'd started earlier. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that, that was part of it. I mean, I think it, it like if we <laughs> hadn't done the curse recording, we probably would have been all right. I think if we'd got there, or Bellary had got there in time, and we'd had even like an hour of downtime, mm. we probably would have been fine. But yeah, we did a lot of one shots. That you had that weird shower in Nova Tel, didn't you? That didn't work. My shower. Was your, was your shower that didn't work in the um, Nova Tel? No, I had a or was shower. Your shower that like ripped the skin off because it was so powerful. <laughs> no, it was the opposite. It was like um, no, you, I think because we yeah no, this commented about it. Like I had like. Um, I had like a weirdly strong flush on the toilet, but like, <laughs> like the shower was weak as hell. Um, and then I think I brought it up to you guys and you were like, ours is the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. Ours was the exact opposite. It was the shower literally could rip skin off. It was like, yeah, crazy powerful. I was in my shower. I was like having to like kind of creep basically to being exactly underneath the the thing and like where I've got long hair and everything I was like I have no idea if I'm going to get all this shampoo out because the water was just like dribbling out basically and I was like oh okay but yeah you know it was, it was like I'm here for two nights it's not worth complaining you know yeah. but um, it was uh, it was yeah. weird it was weird <laughs> it was good I think we made good choices by getting <laughs> hotel rooms this time I mean you, you guys mm. got hotel rooms the first time but um yeah, that that first year in tw uh, 2017, where Jason and I went up on the same day, 
uh, the day of the con, we got a train at like, oh, it must have been like six in the morning. And then we basically went straight from the train to the con floor. We were there. Well, you, no, we were there till after. walking in and you were just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we were there because we played with you guys in the evening. Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, okay, we need to go get this. We, I think we'd, we had put specific trains and like I knew we were playing in the evening. So I was like, okay, we can either get a 10, a p- 10 p.m. back or 11 p.m. back. Yeah. Uh, so I think we ended up on the 10, but it was by the time we I got back, it was, yeah, it was like yeah. one o'clock in the morning because it was, I don't know, last train or something from Waterloo was just packed and we're stopping everywhere. And yeah, uh, yeah. so lesson learned. <laughs> Don't, yeah. don't go up on the train on the same day unless you live like five miles from the con. <laughs> but, um, yeah, how long did we possible. get on? We, we had to get the train down. It was just at least we didn't. I mean, twenty seventeen when we came down, the day problem we had the day after was uh, our train got cancelled on the way back to Glasgow, so we had to get on this packed train. Ooh, uh, so we lost all seat re- reservations and everything because we're on this packed train, and it's just like fuck this. Yeah, I mean, we were on the same train as Bellary, and Bellary ended up getting off the train early. So he could get another train later on because it's just too bad for him. He just couldn't deal with it. Just, just like not. I mean, that, I mean, that's a, it's a smart choice if he want if he doesn't mind waiting around. But I suppose with you yeah, guys, you had such a long journey it, to it get. It was literally like stowed out from London, and this is going to Glasgow, mm. and you're like, fuck this. <laughs> fuck <laughs> it was everybody going the whole way as well? Like, I think everyone's going the whole way, way. but it's a full like like proper several like. Like, you know, almost 10 carriage, I think, but it was just properly stood out. Because mm. all the trains from Euston, I think it was, had got cancelled. Right, okay. I think it was every single train got cancelled and they just told everyone to go to the other station. <laughs> so, Not yeah, ideal, really. Nuts, absolutely nuts. Um, but this time was far easier, I mean, yeah. Just, uh. <laughs> <laughs> But we got the Curse one-shot done. Yeah, as well. Curse one-shot was fun. Um, we also, uh, we, well, we got to play, you ran that, um, I mean, it was vaguely based on the plummet system. I know when you, you cracked oh, yeah. out the, uh, the injury table, I was like, oh, I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was yeah, a we ran this, um, ran this one shot. And even up till the day, I, I kept changing my mind what story I wanted to run with it. I knew vaguely what I wanted to do with it, but um, I, like, I like the plummet system. We haven't talked about plummet yet, but. Um, this is good. We'll turn it into a segue in a minute. Turn it in a second, in a minute. Yeah. Okay. But, um, I, I'm a professional yeah, interviewer. It was, uh, we decided at the Dragon Mate to run this survival style. Um, you know, you meet, you come meet an old friend who hasn't spoke to you in ages, and he's found this artifact, and then the world starts falling apart. What do you do? Mm. And yeah, it was great. It was yourself, uh, Amy. Barry, uh, Barry was there because he was playing fucking Donny Satchel. Um, <laughs> was it no, Donny Pockets? Donny? Sorry, no, he, he Donny was Pockets. playing um, Donny Pockets. Because me and him were in the um, Coriolis effect in the day, we're running like a tournament thing with yeah. uh, oh, Forbidden, oh. La- Forbidden yeah, I heard about that, that they wouldn't let him use his donkey as a weapon, and I felt really <laughs> bad for him. Well, he'd rolled it in character creation, and he had no weapons. So like, I did feel real bad because, like, we just rolled characters like we we're playing a normal game, but then the game was the game we were actually playing in was just like a combat tournament. So, yeah. yeah. Oh well, but we got Donny Pockets out of it, which later became Danny Satchel. So, <laughs> yeah, Dan- Danny Satchel, yeah, <laughs> good Danny Satchel. Ah, oh, but um, yes, yeah, so we ran. It was that and Bellary, and then it was um, the dude from RPG Kitchen, which is mm-hmm. another great cause. If you want to go and sponsor them, he wants to try and raise, uh, I think, raise a million for 
uh, to feed the hungry. I think that was it. Yeah. Homelessness. Are you? It's something. You I think it was it just just to feed the hungry. I think it was how it, how it was. Yeah, it's it's raised a million for for that. Um, it's a great cause. Um, but yeah, he's a really decent guy. We've been chatting to him on Twitter for about since we pretty much started. Mm. Uh, then you've got um, the dude from Hercules Game Studio, which I can't remember the name of because I'm useless with names. But he was he was fine. He was just like. You have really calm all the way through the recording, just like, yeah. <laughs> and then we had um, Nuno from, I guess he does gaming in London somewhere, and he does Portugal stuff as well. Did a, did a convention in Portugal, I think it was. I know he, but of, you mentioned that to you, yeah, as we yeah, were, as we're finishing up. up. It was a good guy, game, I think. He was playing this Cuban, and it was just fucking crazy. <laughs> the, whole, the whole game was crazy, it was just brilliant it was um i enjoyed seeing his reaction and the reaction to the other two to just well bellery but like us doing <laughs> um <laughs> just doing uh, you know because we three of us obviously are on the plummet cast and we were all on the curse cast so we just kind of fell into our normal like let's do weird stuff kind of <laughs> routine yeah. i and think the only problem i had with that if i have to be honest with the whole thing was amy's character was playing this lazy um, sort of glutton character, and if she doesn't do anything, when all she did was ask, "Can I eat that for everything?" <laughs> it was tough though because you were playing like a seven deadly sins kind of thing. That was an interesting oh, yeah, system. Yeah, I think. It was. Um, yeah. It was seven base stats, the seven deadly sins, and if they got certain over this, uh, over a certain score, and that, then then and certain things would trigger them. Like for example, if they were in a room and there'd be like money or vase or something like that's value in the middle of the room. If they had uh, greed, they'd be triggered and they'd be more likely to interact with it than if they didn't. And if they saw a bed, they'd more like if they had a high sloth, they'd more like to well go lie down and sleep rather than actually do anything. It's a yeah. Another one of these bizarre engines that I I came up with on the fly just to I really sort of I, it down. I enjoyed it, but like I've, I it was tough because I I think I had really like mine was like defined by like I had a super high envy, and I was like, how on earth <laughs> am I going to play this in like a one shot? So I just had it be like anytime anybody picked up anything, I would just be like, oh, I really want that. Give me that. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah. it's just a, an idea. As I said, it came to me randomly, and I came up with it, and it worked really well as an engine because literally it was just, you know, you you take five minutes, you write this, you roll these, you roll these, you're done. Start. Yeah, it was there a fun was no... system. What was my character? Yeah. Was my character called Eddie Murphy? Not that one though. It's like <laughs> something it, like yeah. that. I think that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I, I like designing like basic rpg engines where you um you just basically like roll up in five minutes and you can start mm. i i don't i don't go wrong i i know there's a place for serious D engines serious rpg engines but i just feel that when you're trying to get people into gaming and you're trying to do one shots and stuff people who you don't know the faster you can get into the game and the more simple you can make it yeah better. i mean it's it's quick to get into especially well like you say that 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 system we run on that one shot was took us what four or five minutes just to quickly just roll up seven yep. stats I mean, um, well, Nuno took it to Portugal and he, because he asked if he can borrow it, and I was like, yeah, 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 go ahead. And he took it to Portugal with him, and he ran it in Portugal, and uh, in the convention he was at, and he also taught someone it, and they taught someone else it. Mm. So it just went around that way. So yeah, yes. it, it's so easy to transfer, so easy to learn, and it's just, uh, yeah, as I said, just get into gaming. Don't spend your time worrying how do I build the character sheet. You should just be a go. Well, how do I build it? Roll these fight these dice or do this thing, and then that's you. Yeah, as you know, fast as possible. I mean, I don't know. People, I don't know if that this is maybe. Okay, let's segue this back to uh, 
the, the podcast then. So all all of the um, the podcast <laughs> episodes are run using these sort of. It's not the same Seven Deadly Sins system, no. obviously, but um, you know systems that are your own sort of homebrew creation. Yeah. So did that come after? Um, obviously, like you say, it's quick to get into and that, and just quick to roll, and pretty much everything. No, as, as I said earlier, I, I made the original system as a sort of just just let's get into gaming as quickly as possible and mm. the original Paris RPG. When we did Curse, I th- well, we did the, the thing to the strip burn version of the Curse of the, of the uh, Pen RPG version for the one shot. I think I remember vaguely going through character sheets with you and the girls from Lore Maidens, and you were just like, These are a bit simplistic. Is there something I'm missing? And I'm like, No, what's so it's meant to be? I think what it was was at the time was I hadn't played any of your systems before, and I was so used to, you know, stuff like full, you know, full D&D, and we'd played like, like, <laughs> which is simple compared to putting together a character sheet for the Star Wars game that we run on the podcast and I'd run previously and stuff. So I was used to like, okay, if you're putting together a character, it's going to take a little while. Sort yeah. of thing. So I think it was just a case of, wait, wait, no, is this it? No, you know, not in like a, yeah, again, think, not, not a knock in it way. It was just like a kind of like, I have I missed something sort of thing? You know? Yeah. I mean, like I did it for the Halloween project as well, which was um, another one that we did spend. Look, here's a simplistic thing to start, and everyone was like, "I got so many weird and wonderful responses from people just going, am I doing this right? This looks too <laughs> easy.'" And I'm like, "No, it, it's meant to be done in like three minutes." Yeah, and yeah. they're just like, "Uh," <laughs> <laughs> just like, "Yeah, you just, you just think it's what's it's straightforward. It's simple. It's just this." And they're like, "No, there must be something wrong here." Therefore, I must do it all. Or the ones that was like, put 15 points across this, and then they put 15 points per section. And you'd be like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Messaging them saying, you've done this wrong somehow. <laughs> and they're like, oh? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think people get used to their systems, though. That's the thing. It's sort of, if, if you've played, and a lot of people have played just D&D, and that's it. So it's kind of kind of breaking people out of that that sort of bias of like, okay, all I know is the D&D sort of way of doing things. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's mean, a bit of a push out of a comfort zone sometimes. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, I, I used to run D&D um, for a group of folk who, like Susie, for example, was part of them, who's part of the best cast, um, who it was literally just you have strength, dex, and int. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else. And you don't need anything else than that because everything that they do is either it's a strength check, as in lifting heavy objects, moving heavy objects, it's a dex check, as in you're doing something like fine motor skills, hmm. or it's intelligence, as in you need to think about it. There's nothing else you will need to play any kind of fucking D&D, because that's all the skills you need. Yeah. Um, if you want to be more advanced, then you can put, like, you know, secondary stats and all that stuff, which is, which is fine. But, um... Like, I'm a big fan of Cyberpunk, but the problem with Cyberpunk is that it's got... I think last time I looked at Cyberpunk version 3, I think it's 20, It's either 20 or 30 base stats. Ouch. And you're just like... It's things like, um, it's got, what's your dexterity? And then the other one, it's got the reflexes, and it's the base of, like, you take this score, you half it, and then you add this, and then you add that, and that gets you your reflexes, and that's different from dexterity because of... Uh, <laughs> Well, we ran kind of into that problem. I know it's not the same game, but you know, similar sort of vein when we were doing Shadowrun, because yeah. um, that that is the most impenetrable rule book and character creation system <laughs> that I've ever seen. Like the rule I love, my Shadow, cool I love my Shadowrun rule book, but I've never read. I've only read like 
be about a couple of pages of it because I've flicked through and this is a really nice rule book and then never read it. Oh yeah, no, it's a real nice rule book. There's some really cool stuff in it, but putting together a character is the most, you know, tricky sort of complicated. Com- you know, it's ne- it's never explained clearly anywhere. There's stuff no. that you need to do at one point that comes back in later but isn't ever mentioned again. And yeah. we ended up, I, I I ended up downloading like a custom program <laughs> to, to put together a character, and then yeah. we got to it, and Jason just was like, "Look, I'm just going to get a pre-gen." I was like, "Why didn't I just get a pre-gen character?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I spent hours on this program being like, "Okay, I think I want to do this," and then Jason was like, "I think I'll just do this guy and slap my name on it." I'm like, "All right," yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it was, I like it, it was a fun game. We had a fun time, but that was so that was the most teeth pullingly tricky yeah. you know annoying process to put a character together i i had to abandon the rule book i was like i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm gonna have to, at least i can use this program which was like i can't remember the name i don't even still have it installed and even that was like it was kind of it wasn't exactly a user-friendly program but it was more user-friendly mm. than the official rule book <laughs> kind of thing. yeah um i mean how, how are you with rule books in general i mean for rpgs i mean do you typically read them and then yeah no i'm generally pretty good i mean i've, I've got a whole bunch of them that are for systems that i haven't even fully played yet but like I'll, I'll you know i'll pick it up because i want to play it and that like mm. um and then i'll you know i'll read it through and i'll, I'll make myself a sample character or two but just like yeah. god i don't know <laughs> that shadow run was just it was tough going man <laughs> i mean personally the only one there's only one rule book i will honestly ever say i've read cover to cover every other rule book i've ever had i've never like oh sorry rpg book i've never really read hmm all the way through. I've read bits of, but the only one I've ever read cover to cover was Cyberpunk 3, and that's because I got into RPGs playing Cyberpunk when I was about 21. Hmm. Um, I've told this story before, but I find it hilarious. I was going to ask, uh, actually. That was, one of, that was one of my questions I had. I was going to be like, so what got you into RPGs? RPGs? Yeah. <laughs> um, I always used to enjoy RPG games when I was younger, but uh, when I was about 20, 20-ish, 21. As you know, I might, might be 19. But yeah, it was that kind of like, I was second year at uni, and my best mate at the time, who was a girl called Cheryl, uh, she used to have a flat uh, in Glasgow in town, and I used to live outside of Glasgow in a sort of small, like, nearby, nearby town. Yeah. So if I could crash at hers, because I was at uni every day, and she, she just dropped out. But I was at uni every day, so anytime I could, I could just crash at hers. So I was like, great, I don't have to go home. Um, and her, she was single for years, but uh, there was this guy, which I won't name, but <laughs> probably for the best he, don't, yeah, don't, he, don't drop any names his, all i'll say is he's in his 30s right okay. and he had a thing he had a thing for her because you know as you do apparently um <laughs> you, humans do sometimes so he thought the best way to win her heart was that he was going to run a game of cyberpunk and she was going to instantly go oh you're wonderful i'll fall for you a tale as old as time so um yeah so she went he wants to run this. Do you mind being a part of it? Well, I'm not. Because apparently it was going to be her flatmate and her flatmate's younger brother. Right. And I was like, sure. So we got into it. I really enjoyed it. It was great. But yeah, I don't know how we ever thought that was going to get anywhere with her. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, I, mean yeah, I, I can I, see I, the I, thinking of like, I'm into this. I want to show her that, you know, I care and also get her involved in my, you know, my interest. Yeah, so he thought the best way to do it was to make her talk about explosives and exploding a like, nightclub or something like that. Things with the, with Look, the plot of the Cyberpunk episode before. <laughs> some people buy roses. Some, yeah. pe- <laughs> some yeah. people talk about fake uh, C4. Uh, it was, you know. We did that for, I think it was about 
eight or nine weeks the the campaign lasted. Oh, so it, it was wasn't great. just a one-off kind it, of. Um... It stopped after her flatmate decided he was going to do. He basically went into this place and he was like, "Yeah, we'll come outside and my friends will deal with you." So he walked outside with these like two big fuck off gang bosses. Right. And he went, "They're going to deal with you," and points at me and my friend, and we're just like, "No, <laughs> we're just innocent bystanders. Don't know what you're talking about." Then our flatmate threw uh, his pen down and ran out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "You're not meant. You're meant to bag me up. It's not fair." And that was the end of the campaign. Well, that was the end of the campaign because he refused to play after that. Oh well, you we know. were like, "Um, okay." And then that was. But hey, you know that it kindled your interest in running games and stuff. Well, it started my love of Cyberpunk. I think Cyberpunk two mm. or one, one of the two. And then, but years later, just out of the blue, I found my copy of Cyberpunk 3, and that's when I read it cover to cover, literally in like two days. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck it, I want to run this. And then that was from there. But the problem was I, I looked at it and I went, there's no way in hell I will get people I know to run this. Because looking at it, like, have you ever seen the Cyberpunk 3 manual? I don't think I've read it, no. Um... It lost its funding, so all the pictures are action men covered in tinfoil. <laughs> I wish I was joking, but these these like doll like men. Some of them have got a couple of clothing and like fake mustaches and shit like that. But most of it is like tinfoil. Because they know our budget. Hilarious. I guess, have you ever got a chance to get hold of Cyberpunk Three? I'll have look to look. It. I'll see if there's any on eBay or something. It's dolls covered in tinfoil. Um, <laughs> all the stuff. I'll send you. Okay, take up a screenshot. Yeah, send me, send me a picture. Um, um, but they're just fucking hilarious. Absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, but the general. Book is is really good. It's interesting, but as I said, it's got about twenty base stats. Yeah, and you're just sitting there like right, people I know. I'll say to them, "Hey, do you want to play D and D or this?" They'll be like, "Uh, that means thinking." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so we had tried like running D and D and stuff before. Like, we tried this weird game with us. I remember we were on a zeppelin. Okay, and everyone was just drunk. It just descended into nonsense. So. Was that like yeah. part of the setting, or was that a just no, a story? No, I, I don't even remember. Um, it's my guy I don't talk to anymore, so I can't really uh, find out what it was he actually tried to run, but I just remember that we were on the Zeppelin, and it was everyone was drunk, because we, like, literally D&D games back then used to be, we have a bottle of mead, pass the bottle of mead around, and just get drunk. <laughs> um, it's a bit different from recording a podcast. Yeah, it's just, it was just madness. I find that I pretty much only play when I'm podcasting now, which is, is a shame. See, the thing is, I, I kind of miss playing. Yeah. But equally, I find myself wanting to take the story to like, like complete right turns of where it's going when I am playing now, because I'm so used to like that happening in recordings. Mm. Um, We've broken you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I feel like... Well, the thing is, I feel I kind of feel it's a bit unfair to a lot of folk. I mean, like for example, Dragon, Dragon had never done any RPGs before stuff we did, mm. and it's kind of unfair for her first experience to be the stuff I write because the stuff I write is so cut down and streamlined that it felt it must have felt so difficult for her to go from that to like here's a rule to everything with all these like widgets and lines and stuff that you have to abide by for for characters. Whereas mine's just if you want to do it, fuck it, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I, I dread to think what would happen if she ever got in a group with like a DM that would be like, no, you have to, you can only do like these things. I mean, yeah, but I mean, even when I'm not recording, well, it's been, let's say it's been a while since I've played and not been recording it, but even back before, I've never been that kind of DM myself. I've always been like, well, you can try, you might fail, but like you can give it a go. 
but like oh, the skills have... and stuff are going to help you so like if you're trained in like athletics or whatever then obviously you're going to have a much better chance of doing like an athletically yeah. based oh. thing but like oh. you can try it if you're rubbish at it <laughs> which on the podcast has resulted in some funny moments where i can't remember what the exact um skill was they were using but in a, i think it was right at the start of our second D D story arc uh two of the characters had a backflip contest to decide something and the uh the super athletic one uh screwed it up and face planted and the one who was just like yeah i'll, t- <laughs> I'll do a backflip contest just nailed it so you get a weirdly funny <laughs> moments and stuff like that where it's just like yeah you can try it if you want <laughs> but yeah but try, try if you want yeah. with for a i mean i, I think-, think every kind of whenever anybody's starting out as a dm you they're always there's, there's always that tendency i think to kind of stick to a bit more of a rigid plan with I think the way it's things go. The sort of fear of letting people go too far yeah. away just in case you don't know how to bring them back. I mean when I started the first game I ran was uh Star Wars Saga Edition, which mm. we've since come back and done an arc on the podcast and we go to a second season this year, which is I'm really looking forward to. But when I first ran it, which was just like with a group of like it was like two or three of my mates and it's the first game I'd ever run and I was like I had all these this is prior to like the kind of explosion of like people streaming games so like if you wanted to know what it looked like to kind of you know have somebody dming or whatever there was maybe a couple of acquisitions incorporated games online and that was about it so i'd kind of written out all of this i basically had like a script for myself and then as soon as they started going off and doing other stuff i was like oh god okay uh, i guess but then i was kind of ham-fistedly trying to get them to get back on track it turned out all right in the end because I, you know, after a while I was just like I gave in. I was like I'm not going to win these arguments with these guys. <laughs> They're going to do weird stuff. It's going to happen. But um, yeah, but, I mean, one, one of my one of my first experiences of um, fourth ed D and D was like that. It was I was playing and it was a group and it was the problem was that it's everything that made me hate D and D for a long time. Mm. Well, fourth ed is um, a problem because it's it's based it, on the fact like you basically can't run it unless you're using minis yeah but the, the problem was that it was we'd do something and we'd go and do combat and it was like everything was fucking impossible to hit and the dm had no leniency mm. so it was like roll miss okay well they can roll and they've got plus eight on all the rolls and it's like well we've got like plus two yeah but they've got plus eight on all the rolls and it's like like so they we were basically getting slowly slaughtered by this group. Yeah. And then it was like, oh I'm playing the tank. Okay, well, you know, I've got a AC of I think it was twenty three or something like that. AC twenty three, you can't hit me. Oh yeah, but it goes against your fortitude. My what? Your fortitude. Which is what? Fourteen. It shouldn't do that. Right. That, so that's not how that worked. And it's just it's just this sort of gradual yeah. sense of just why the fuck am I bothering? Because like I've got like I roll and I've got I'm rolling really bad. Everyone's rolling really bad. I'm, I'm like plus three, doesn't hit. Yeah. Um, and then there's all these. Uh, you have to do like skills and secondary skills and then daily skills, and they're the only ones that do any damage. And mm. when you finally do hit a monster, and you're like, great, how much damage have we done? You've done like twenty damage to monster. Mm-hmm. And then move on. And I, you're like, well, how much health have I got left? Can't tell you. I think there was a major problem with fourth edition, um, which I never actually played, but I had all of the books for because I was oh, like, I, yeah, I'm going to get D and D. Yeah, and it was it was I- kind of the um, the thing of like you could tell it was sort of a bit in reaction to. I don't know. I mean, I've heard this opinion voiced a few times, but it seemed to be a bit in reaction to the rise of kind of 
a bit more of kind of video games and that sort of style. So that was what the whole kind of daily and encounter and at will powers were. So you ended up with your basic attack being kind of like a little bit underpowered compared to everything else you had. The basic attack was usually like one D like one D ten plus three, I think it was on average, which is your charisma and Yeah. Which is fine, but as I said, when your like daily attack does like three or four of your base attack and stuff and you're like, that's really cool. But then you miss and then you go, Well that's your daily gone and you're yeah. like Oh great. And then you finally find out that the monster you've been like you've had five monsters and four of them have got one HP, but they're a bitch to hit. And one of them's got like 112 HP and you're just like I understand the whole you're meant to chip away at health board, it's meant to be a boss, meant to feel imposing, but mm. it, it felt so it felt like it slowed the game down, especially because I found it hilarious because it went round and it was like I roll miss. Susie, who was part of that game, rolls misses. Other girl rolls misses. Other guy rolls misses. Back to the the girl just before the DM, and all she can do is magic missile. You do five damage. Yeah. No rolling. Nothing. Just you do five damage. Move on. Encounters like it that just, aren't, aren't a lot of fun, oh, really. I mean, that's oh, not to say that we don't. So boring. That's not to say that we don't occasionally have them when we've been running D and D on this, but with fifth edition. It's a little bit, you know, there's not encounter or daily powers and things like that. Yeah. So I've heard 5e is a lot better. It's just, yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think you'd probably enjoy it a bit more. Dragon Meat, so. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I'd, I'd love to look at doing stuff like, like DMing proper and maybe things like 5e, but I've played ripped down, like, streamlined roles for so long now. I don't think I could DM a game where I have to seriously look at stats and say, this stat, that stat, this stat, that stat. I'm too busy people going, tell me what stat you think you'd use, and they go, I think I'd use this, and if they can justify it to me, then I go, yep, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you can still do that kind of thing. The way the way I kind of look at it is I just go, what are you trying to do exactly? Mm. And then I'll say, okay, so roll this check. So, like, what are you trying to do? Okay, I'm trying to look specifically for this thing around all things. Okay, roll me an investigation roll. You know, yeah, that kind of thing. As opposed to them going, I want to make, can I make an athletics check? Which I, I, I'm trying to clamp down on a little bit because that's a, it's not meta gaming, but I'd rather them say I'm trying to do, you know, I, I want to jump over that gap rather than I want to make an athletics check to jump over that gap. Yeah, you know, tell me what you're doing and I'll tell you if you want to make a check kind of thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I do think you'd enjoy five E a bit more, but um, yeah, as, as I said, it's just trying to get the time to learn it really, and mm. I, um, I I'll, kinda... I'll run you through a one shot at some point. I'll DM it if you want. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, so getting back to, to DMing then. Um, <laughs> the, oh, that winding bay well, back. Yep. Welcome to the world's worst segue. Um, plummet. Yes, Plummet. You're currently running Plummet. We we did yes. uh, we did Curse and then uh, the following that was it's uh, the current series, isn't it? Um, give, give a bit of a rundown on Plummet. Plummet started as a concept um, because... When I'd ran the original pencil RPG, um, a lot of folk love love the sort of homebrew side of it, but they they kind of missed the fact that there wasn't the story kind of was weird all the way through. There wasn't a consistent story, right? Whereas, like Curse, for example, there was a consistent story. It just was a bit, yeah, it was a bit um, winding. Oh, you know, <laughs> but that that was down so to us, I think. <laughs> I was looking for ideas as to what to do. Um, the next series and then I realized that 
I have all these boxes of Descent, the board game, and I was like, that's got a campaign. Hmm. I could totally adapt that. And so I read through all the, the campaign, and literally it's bare bones campaign of just here's a little bit of story and then here's your you know thing where your, your characters do all this stuff. Yeah, here's the setup so for setting up the game There wasn't actually any yeah. D&D style story, it was just here's a small intro of what you need to do, small outro of what happens if you do that, and then there. So as a com- total skeleton, it works really well. Yeah, I mean combining that so, with your, your bare bones sort of system. Yeah. Um, so taking um, inspiration from the Descent campaign, so basically you've got this like 15, 20, 20 episode campaign that you can just adapt and say, right, well, we'll, we'll take this story and these vague characters and we'll do something with them. We'll write something fresh and new. And it's got an overarching story. Yeah. While it's also got this complete free will to do what you want. So we took the original Purpaga engine and, we, and I went, I want something where heroes feel like heroes, like there should be a sense of heroism of the world's unfair. And I don't like doing character death traditionally and stuff because I, I, as I said this, if we ever go back to listen to the old D20 Summit episode, um, I don't like doing character death because I think that, you know, there's no point in killing Joe and then a week later it's Joe the second or Joe's yeah. son of Joe. And it feels bleh. I think I said it at the time on the D20 Summit as well that it's fine if it, it's a home game, but mm. especially when we're recording a podcast, you kind of... I mean, you, you've, you've, you've kind of turned it on its head with Plummet, I think, because how many yeah. characters is Belry on now? Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but in general, on a longer-running thing, you kind of want to get to know the character, you know, especially as a listener, because you're not playing the game. So the one thing that you have yeah. is to get involved, you know, get in, invested in the characters and stuff. And if they're yeah. dropping like flies, you don't get a chance to do that, really, you know? Yeah. The, the, whole, the whole point of character... Like, for example, we couldn't do character death and curse. No. You just couldn't do it. it was, there's no window character death would work in curse because if someone died how would you replace them yeah there's no actual reason or method that you'd replace them it just feels like the characters are there and it's their sort of huddling against the world kind of thing rather mm. than it being somewhere that if someone dies oh well just replace them with you know wandering minstrel uh, from now. Yeah, it, well, it wouldn't have worked with the, um, like you say, the setup and everything was that we'd come through on a cart and just stumbled into Barovia, really, wasn't it? Yeah. So you, you can't really, well, plus the whole kind of Barovia deal anyway with the the sort yeah, of the souls and things. The soul lesson, yeah. Yeah, so that, you know, yeah. having just a random minstrel would have, you know, <laughs> would have yeah, been a bit just, of an odd addition, I feel. It, it would take time for them to gel with the cast and then take time for that to feel more than just... Mm. And although you could do the effects that, you know, a player death would have on everyone else, it would be, it just wouldn't feel right. Whereas with Plummet, Plummet was designed to be, you have these characters and it's more of a hack and slash. So there will be lots of combat, lots of like, you know, you attack a monster, they hit you back. Limbs can go flying, you know, how far, how far will you keep going? Yeah. Um... And as a concept, it works relatively well. It's it took a couple of episodes to get into it, but I think after Bellroy's first character fell down, um, <laughs> and my son, I mean spoilers, <laughs> but like, <laughs> and um, I think after we got Human and Human got that scythe, and oh, that that was an could, issue. There's times you hear recordings and you can feel the tension of 
I don't want to go near that. Yeah. That was and every just, combat round it, when it's like, and human, what do you want to do? And like we all just like we all just dive for cover. <laughs> and it it's it creates something new, it creates something different. It creates more of a organic feel that, you know, life is fickle. Hmm. And characters can just, you know, get smacked off the side of the head and they're dead. Like just, you know, death can happen in a heartbeat. And it feels much more like D D than D D does. I think in terms mean? of kind of like I mean maybe like old school D D, but I think in terms of kind of like just in flavour it's a nice contrast to well obviously curse before it and then Abyss mm. which is starting up. Yeah. Is it, the first episode's not up yet, is it? No, it's not no. it won't be up till mid to end March. Okay, so a few weeks oh, from... We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. But, um, yeah, so it's sort of like a kind of a good kind of counterpoint, I think, of that, because obviously yeah, the curse flavour was like you say, we're not going to go for, you know, there's not going to be player death because that doesn't really fit with the how the whole thing goes. So that was more of a kind of like, okay, you're with these characters for the duration, whereas mm-hmm. Plummet's a bit more kind of frenetic, would you say? Yeah, <laughs> you know? kind of. A little bit more kind oh, of like you, you never know what who might roll a one and well, something bad's going to happen. Plummet's also got the, the sort of essence of the anarchy you got in the original series. Yeah. It's, you know, Bellary can do his, I'm going to go and wa- waffle off and do this thing, but the difference is that he can do that, this thing, and he can just get, you know, chopped in half for doing it. <laughs> it's well, look, he's going to play a giraffe. This, yeah, it's... When <laughs> he plays a giraffe, yeah. It's meant to have this anarchy meets um, disposable heroes yeah. style. And yeah, it's something completely different from everything else I've ran. And it stops the whole of this death saves and death saves and death saves and death saves when it's literally just you can roll a, a one on the, hit on the injury table and hit someone in the head and then you roll X number and it just kills them outright. I mean, we've had episodes start where someone's just been killed outright. I mean, I did shoot um, did the shoot character in the, in the back of the head. Yeah. Not on purpose, um, and he did die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, I was speaking to him about this separately, and he was so gutted that he kept getting killed. <laughs> I'm running out of ideas now, and I was like, oh, just stop with something different. It'll be fun. And he's like, mm. tell him to stop dying. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but he's like, and there's those bastards that are still on their first character. I was like, I'm sure their time will come. Hey, look, my character lost something very dear to him. <laughs> yeah, his son. His son, yeah. <laughs> what, what did you think I was talking about? Um, but, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we've all lost limbs and other things throughout the course of it. I think it's a miracle that um, mine and Amy's characters are still rolling, really. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know Ash's character will probably survive till literally the end of Plummet because she's very <laughs> careful. Yeah, um, like I think there's only been two times she's nearly got killed, and it's been very, very like like the time she rolled under the cart. Yeah, it's very rare that Ash will have any kind of injury happen. To she's her. got a very prudent strategy, which is let us do all the stupid shit, and then just go <laughs> and I shoot the enemies. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love Ash the bits, but Ash took um, about thirty, thirty-five episodes to get used to how we did the original series, right? And she very much was the first early days of uh, Purple Girl. You can listen, and she was very like, "Hi, it's Ash," and you'd get very little out of her from mm. chunks of the episodes. I mean, sometimes she'd be like a wee bit more communicative. Yeah, but most of the time she'd be quite. I don't really know what to do, so I'm just going to stay at the back and be like, um, "Maybe." 
And then when she got to, I think it was when we started doing like the Captain Ash bits, where we basically said, right, you're now in charge of the ship. Mm. She became really much into her own and got a lot more confidence and felt she could like talk a lot more. Yeah. And it's great to see. Um, but as I said, it did take her a long time to get her confidence under her feet and start chatting. And now she's still got that, but I just think that she's just like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then she's like, I don't want to get my character sliced in half. <laughs> I like her character, though, kind of like a stealthy tabaxi sort of archer. She's so terrified I'm going to have, I'm going to roll the number that gets her tail removed. <laughs> terrified she'll lose her tail. Yeah. <laughs> but, Ash is always the sort of, I don't want to say the sort of moral compass of the group, but she's very much, the she tries to do the good and tries to feel that everyone should share and everything like that. Yeah, stays on task kind of thing. Yeah, the the more kind of not corruptible side of the group. Mm. She's always going to be like that. She plays, she does it very well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we kind of vaguely mentioned it. So we're, 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 uh, how many episodes are up of Plummet now? Um, um, up, I think 17 just went live when we were recording. Yeah, so by the, time, by the time this goes up, it'd be 18. Yeah. Um, um, we've just recorded 21, I think? That does sound about right. That. Yeah, and obviously we didn't record uh, this week. Before. 21, yeah. Yeah. So um, we've got a couple of episodes in the leeway. Mm. And and as you said, Abyss is starting up on um, at the at the end towards the end of the month as well. Yeah. So Abyss is uh, in the vein of um, Call, uh, Curse of Strahd is another adaptation. Yes. Um, uh, because you know I am not allowed free time. Um, <laughs> Abyss. Uh, what what we did is at the end I like having done Curse of Strahd. I feel I've got my confidence to adapt another one. So I said on Twitter like, what do people want me to do? Mm. I offered. Um, Right with the Abyss, Prince of the Apocalypse, uh, Storm King's Thunder, and the sort of starter campaign. And I can't remember for life what the last one was. It or might was have it been Tyranny of Dragons. But... Tyranny of Dragons, that was it. Yeah. It was a two-part Tyranny of Dragons and Wrath of... Wrath of? Um, oh no, what's it called? Tyranny of Dragons is the first one. No, and the first one's part. Horde of the oh, Dragons. Yeah, yeah, Horde of the Dragon yeah, Queen. And... Two of them together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Folk overwhelmingly on Twitter said they wanted Out of the Abyss. Yeah, I think I'd even mentioned like you'd, you'd mentioned it before and I think I'd even said, I think I, I'd definitely said I, I, I like Out of the Abyss. Yeah, I think I was. I didn't want to offer like doing like Tomb of the Annihilation, I have that, but it seemed to, like everyone else was doing it. Yeah, but timing wise it's, you know. Yeah, I mean, even now, I mean, I look around and I can't find many streams doing Out of the Abyss. There's like, mm. I think there's one stream that took 80 episodes, I think it was, to get through it. That's that's quite long. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think there's many others. I mean, don't worry, wrong, you can't find Tomb or, uh, sorry, Tomb. You can't find Prince of the Apocalypse or uh, Tyranny of Dragons, really. I mean, most people say, I find it hilarious because Tyranny of Dragons seems to be people play for three episodes and abandon it completely. It was the first one that came out, that other than the one in the starter set, I think, and it's it's got some good ideas in it, but I think it really does suffer even more than, like you say, you you found the way Curse of Strahd was a bit sort of unclear as to sort of the path and things sometimes. Um, it, it tries to be a soapbox and... Sandbox. I just feel like it, uh, want, it, it lurches left and right and makes you want to take the players and lurch left and right, and it doesn't feel... It doesn't feel like an overarching story. It just feels like 
you know, your players can be upped and moved and down and up and moved and down, and it's more about the travelling and it, it, it just felt it didn't feel I don't know, something didn't feel right about it to me. Yeah, that, that I found was like, because um, when I first started with D&D um, we started by trying to do the first part of Tyranny of Dragons mm. and um I did find a little bit like that. There was kind of like, it's it, the opening is really cool. Like you come to this town that's being attacked by um, these cultists and a dragon, and it's the dragon cult. It's the kind of they're, they're mm. the big bad people in the first half, at least. Which is a cool yeah. opening in that, and then you kind of part, chapter two is you're chasing them to their hideout, um, and they're all still in their hideout, and then it wants you to then backtrack to the town, tell some people, then backtrack to the hideout, and they've they've moved out and you have to you can go inside and there's a whole kind of cave system that you have to explore and stuff and then it wants yeah. you to backtrack again to the town and so, so there's mm -hmm. a lot of kind of i feel like it felt like it was a lot of back and forth and if i'd have been a bit more of an experienced dm i feel like i could have folded that into thing but then i would be doing the thing of having to rewrite the, the you know <laughs> rewrite <laughs> the story basically um yeah, I, mean, I mean don't worry i'm i'm looking forward to eventually getting turned dragons like i i yeah. like the idea Oh yeah, I'm sure the the it, overarching story is is probably great, yeah, but it I mean, it just I mean, we got to a certain point and it was just like we kind of looked at each other and we were just like, should we just not carry on with this? And I was like, yeah, I've got some ideas. Will I can just start homebrewing? I mean, I mean, I, I like the idea of doing of trying at least anyway to do one adaptation a year. Mm. I mean, like we did Strad last year. We're doing the best this year. Um, next year we'll do hopefully do one of the three we didn't do this year. I mean, I do have the book for Tomb. I have the book for The Mad Mage. I haven't got that one yet. I've got, because they put out Dungeon of the Mad Mage the same time as yeah, Waterdeep They put the Mad Dragon Mage Heist. and Dragon Heist out. I have the Mad Mage book because it was on a flash sale on Amazon. Yeah, I've got the, I've got the Dragon Heist one. I haven't got the Mad Mage one. Yeah, I think Greg bought the Dragon Heist book, so I was like, I might just borrow it off him. Yeah. Um, I haven't read it but, yet. <laughs> that time. I, I, I've, been, I've been looking at it. But uh, yeah, I think that... I like the idea of doing an adaptation a year because um, as much as I don't like how how they're written um, I love the story they're trying to tell and I love doing my own um, spin on it. Like for example the difference in like Strad that we did was that Strad was this um, snivelling wretch Rather than this grand, you know, haha, I am the knight, I am everything. Mm. Um, like the version I did of Strad was very much based on like Macbeth, and um, he basically was this general, and he did like basically sell his soul to become this ruler and get this woman and all this stuff, and he just became this. He was secretly just this, as I said, wretch. Yeah. Uh, rather than it being this almighty general that just had us rule of the, the land for millennia for no apparent reason. Um, but it's because I, I like putting my own. I think it was a good spin. I, I did enjoy it when we were playing it because it was kind of like we'd heard about the, the sort of the, the Baron throughout. And then by the time we kind of learned his story, it was kind of. We didn't. I don't think we we felt sorry for him. If you know what I mean, because he was still the bad you guy. You all hated him by the end, which was great. Yeah, but like it was kind of like a, when it sort of the, the details came out, we were just like, "Oh, right, he's like, we got no sympathy for this guy," kind of thing, <laughs> as opposed yeah, to him being this like mustache mustache twirling sort of 
haha you've infiltrated my castle he was just like who the fuck are you people kind yeah. of thing <laughs> um yeah it's just the the tale of strad from my mind was was better as this courageous hero who well he what he started out in a very uh, macbeth way as i said with this courageous hero who uh, was a leader of armies who was easily manipulated by this dragon and then he basically just lost his way yeah and became this um well just became sort of fell inwards uh, and lost all this like grand and mighty side and just became this withdrawn wreck um compared to the book which was literally just every time you do anything Strat shows up and says I am the best thing in this place and yeah yeah which well, can get well, and like you say it's a bit cheesy especially in the context of the kind of the style of the campaign that we were running as well yeah and I also feel that everyone's heard Curse of Strat hundred times everyone's heard out of the abyss hundreds of times and if you want to go and I mean, as, I, as I said when I did we did the start of Curses like if you want to hear this done properly there are this this channel, that channel, this channel, that channel, they will run it very faithful to the book, mm. and it will be exactly what you want to hear. If you want to hear, hear it spun differently, told differently, everything's a bit weird and different, come listen to us, we'll do something different. Yeah. And that's what we're doing with Abyss as well, which is, um, yeah, we cut a lot out of the book. <laughs> <laughs> that's what um, we're so, so coming soon then on Abyss, uh, that's in a couple of weeks time people got yeah. that to look forward to um let, let's bring this to a close then i think because um we, we've kind of covered a lot of stuff i think um so do what, what would you how would you pitch the show then to somebody who hasn't sort of uh ha- hasn't listened before and sort of you know how would we, uh do you mean which which show do you want me to pitch well penance in general i think just as sort of like penance hey come general, listen to okay. us sort of this is a, a long-winded way of saying like let's do some final <laughs> plugs but at the same time kind of in a more sort of general way if you know what i mean yeah sure um regarding plummet first of all i would say if you want something that's of fairly decent speed D D, you get good storytelling good characters a uh, good environment and they tell a sort of anarchic tale where Characters can. There is an element of danger. There's this. Um, the stories are always pretty good. There's an element of danger, and characters can literally just get killed, like, mm. <laughs> but in a good way. Uh, Plummet is just hack and slash adventure. It's just what you'd expect from like a, almost like a cartoon. Yeah, um, I could very much what, see an animated Plummet. You know? Yeah, that's just what Plummet is. Plummet is this. Just yeah. Um, regarding Abyss, Abyss is. Our second adaptation, uh, it's going to be, as we did with Curse, it's D&D 5e at speed. At speed that keeps consistent. Um, we don't, we cut out a lot of the, for want of a better word, bath. We cut out a lot of the, the sort of mm, politics and appeasing factions and all this stuff. We just do away with all of that and we just do it as... This is the tale of these people as they go through the story. And if you enjoyed our Curse of Strad adaptation, which basically was the same kind of thing, where every town has certain stories and the characters will interact with the stories and they'll tell their own tale, Abyss is the same. Yeah. Uh, as I said, D&D pretty much at speed. And I think 
roughly we'll end up with the best being around 20, 25 episodes, I think. Mm. So it will tell the entire about the abyss a lot faster than most places. Well. Yeah, <laughs> I would recommend people go back and listen to Curse as well because there's some familiar voices on there, and we had oh. a lot of fun doing it. And I will say now that if you this time, unlike Curse of Strad, uh, we if you do want the DM notes for what I've done differently for abyss rather than what the book says, uh, we are going to do something through our Patreon. Uh, we release a new series where I basically talk about um, how we interact with what the players did and choices they made uh, to what I had in my notes and also what my notes are for the next episode. So if you want to know how I did it and why I did it and what I'm planning to do every episode, uh, we are going to release them through our Patreon. They're not going to be high tier. I think they're going to be like the $3 tier or something like that. I've, I've not looked at it properly yet, but yeah. um, it's going to be something like that. But little bonus um, episodes behind the scene peaks. Yeah, it's kind of a bonus episode. You won't need it to enjoy Abyss. I mean, it's literally just if you want to know what my notes were for doing things, then, you know, that would be a, a sort of bonus thing. And it would help us a lot as well, because at the moment we, we could really do with um, sort of driving a little bit more support so we can maybe get one or two people in to help us with the editing and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not for bad gain. It's it's literally just to try and get us some help for a bit. So um, yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, well, yes, that, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me for this. Uh, what could generously <laughs> be called an interview. Um, this ramble. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rambling casual chat. Um, yeah. We're, we're, we've had a lot of these chats over the over the years last year or so haven't we so this is i feel like yeah, I, I probably rambled far too much so apologies yeah that's all good uh so yeah okay thanks thanks so much for joining me man um listeners we'll be back next week uh thursday the 14th i believe yeah because this is going up on the 7th we record in advance and i am not with it <laughs> um this is going up on the 7th so next week uh thursday the 14th of march uh join us for part five of our call of cthulhu uh storyline uh in the meantime you can get in touch with us on twitter and facebook both of which we're at pretend with dice uh or you can email us at pretending with dice at outlook.com uh also head on over to itunes or well actually wherever you get your podcast from it'd be really great to leave us a rating and review um because we just want to hear what you think about the podcast and and all that good stuff uh so yeah for now um i should, I should probably have done that kind of plug as well shouldn't oh I? yeah no go ahead do it now go for it <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you can find us at penis rpg uh, pretty much anywhere uh facebook twitter uh, instagram all that kind of jazz uh come talk to us we're really friendly uh new episodes go out every sunday our best will start on wednesday so it'll be Wednesday, Sunday releases from around the 20th, maybe the 27th of March, depending if we can get everything spinning by then. Mm. Um, but yeah, come check us out there. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so uh, we'll see you all uh, See you all later. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.